Hi friends, welcome to the Bible Project Daily Podcast. We're back in the, again in our journey through the entire Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And today we're launching off on a new chapter, Genesis chapter 39, where we're going to look at another episode in the life of Joseph. We're going to spend probably three days, three episodes looking at this chapter, and our overall theme I've given to this chapter is asking the question, what happens when we honour the Lord? And of course, that replies not just to Joseph in this time and in this place, but what happens today when believers decide they're going to honour the Lord? What would happen, might likely happen to you if you were going to decide you were going to honour the Lord in everything you did? So yes, we're back again in the story of Joseph, a young man who decides to honour the Lord in everything he does and in the way he lives his life, and we shall discover how that worked out for him. Before we launch off into the into the, today's text, I'd just like to remind you, perhaps you've arrived here for the first time today. Maybe you were just looking for a Bible study on Genesis chapter 39 and you tripped on this. Well, why not consider joining us on this five-year journey through the entire Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse? Why not make not just the reading of the Bible, but the study of the Bible, the expositional study of the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, part of the rhythm of your daily life for the next five years. Uh, in order to do that, uh, consider just jumping back to the very beginning, pay catch up for a few months, and then you can, uh, you can launch off on this journey together with us. If you're new to this, there's always a transcript available, copyright free for you to use in whatever way you want credited or uncredited for your own story study or for the preparation of your of your own materials happy for you to do that in whatever way it serves you and the place that you'll find the transcript of what I've said is in any audio version of the podcast within the episode notes along with links to how you can connect with the ministry but that's it by way of introduction today I'll hopefully see you at the end where I can just update you on a few other things. But now let's just dive in and join in at the beginning of today's uh, new series of studies. See you at the end. Okay, here we are friends. We're launching off today in a new chapter in the story of Joseph and this chapter is going to look at the goings-on between Joseph and Potiphar and Potiphar's wife. So it's Genesis chapter 39 and I believe we're probably going to work our way through to this chapter. It'll probably take three episodes. So the question that I'm asking as we uh, consider this chapter is what happens when believers decide they're going to honor the Lord. In other words, when someone makes a decision to honor the Lord in everything they do, they don't just decide, I'm going to honor the Lord in my personal life. They say, you know what, I'm going to bring that service aspect of honoring the Lord into everything I do at work and at home and in my personal life as well. And the question really is, if you or I were to decide that that was going to be our priority in life, how might that work out for us? Would it prevent problems arising for, from us? Or would it, in fact, produce 
some new problems that might do those two things together, mightn't it? Would there be some unexpected consequences on our new outlook on life? I think there's an opinion around that when you make a decision to dedicate your life to the Lord, then all your problems will go away. Or at least you won't have as many problems as you used to have. Is that true? Or will indeed you will uh, overcome some problems, but just find them replaced with new ones? So it's a question really worth considering, isn't it? What really happens when you make a decision to decide to follow the Lord? What will the consequences be when you decide to honour the Lord in everything that you do? Well, I think we can find some help and some answer to those questions here because we have a sort of an example, sort of almost like a test case with some answers to that question. And it's here in the Old Testament at the point we've arrived here today in this book of Genesis. So yes, we're back again in the life story of Joseph, which is going to take a great deal of the text up in these remaining chapters of this book. Because in it, we have a young man who decided that he was going to honour the Lord in all of his life. I wonder if what happens to him can be an indication of what might happen to us if we were to do the same thing or when we do the same thing. So I invite your attention today to the beginning of Genesis chapter 39. And let's examine this episode together, this episode in the life of Joseph over the next few days. And we'll begin to do that by reading verses 1 and 2 together. I'd remind you that as well as the transcript, the the actual scripture verses are also within the episode notes section of any audio version of the podcast. Anyway, verse 1, chapter 39. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph, so he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Now to really understand what's going on here, we need to pause and review the story a little bit. Think about what's happened to Joseph up to this point. You'll recall prior to this, Joseph was a family man who grew up in Palestine. Well, when I say he was a family man, he was part, he was a member of a very large family. He had 11 brothers, but his brothers were jealous of him because he was clearly his father's favourite. He was the apple of his father's eye, the text tells us in the King James translation. And to make matters worse, he was also a dreamer who had a dream or two, but these dreams seemed to indicate that he believed that someday he would have authority over all the others, over not just his brothers, but his mother and father also. And that provoked those brothers to envy, jealousy. And that's putting it mildly. So the brothers got to a point where they, well, they actually initially planned to murder him, but they later concocted this idea that they could sell him into slavery and profit from it. So they literally sold their brother to some merchants who were travelling through their grazing area. And those merchants, the Ishmaelites, they took him to Egypt. So that's the backdrop of the story before we get to where Joseph is today at the opening of chapter 39. And verse 1 opened by saying, Now Joseph have been taken down to Egypt by these people. And it goes on to draw attention to the fact that he's now been purchased by Potiphar. This man Potiphar, 
is identified as a captain of the guard and as an Egyptian. So that's the background to the story. Joseph has been made a slave and he's been bought by this character called Potiphar, an important high-ranking official in the Egyptian empire. But it also tells us straight away that the Lord was favourable to Joseph and that he was a successful young man. And because of that, the household of his master, Potiphar, also was successful. Now, what is going on here is interesting because we've just seen this statement, the Lord was with him and he was successful. But we need to think about what that means because these two things are put together in the one sentence which tells me the Lord was with him, yes, and that's why he was successful. He was honouring the Lord in his life and the Lord was honouring him in his situation. And it will become evidence just how much he sticks to his principles and honours the Lord and continues to honour the Lord as we dig deeper and progress further into this chapter. But we'll get to that later. But it is interesting to note, isn't it, that right at the beginning, early in this chapter, it tells us that the Lord was with Joseph and he was successful. Part of the success was the house of his master in which he lived. He seems to have been promoted. It tells us he was in the house of his master, which says that he hasn't stayed for long in the servants' quarters. He had become so favoured by Potiphar that he was now actually a resident living in the main house. So the passage opens by telling us of the success of Joseph to the point where he's now been promoted out from among the slaves and he now lives in the main house. The story continues. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord had given him success in everything he did, Joseph found favour in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and entrusted to his care everything he owned. So please note that it tells us the master saw that the Lord was with him and he knew that the reason that his household, Potiphar knew the reason that his household was having success was because the Lord was with Joseph. So Joseph, finding favour in the sight of the Lord, was now bringing a blessing to the house and he had now been promoted and was living in the house of Potiphar as the overseer of that house. And all that Potiphar possessed, Joseph had been put in charge of. What an amazing responsibility. So this is the continuing success of Joseph being laid out before us as these early verses in chapter 39 progress. But please notice, and this is really important, the text says that the master saw that the Lord was with him. Now notice it doesn't just say that he saw that God was with him. This is important. It says he saw that the Lord was with him. Now, as I've said before, and I hope you're aware, that when you see the word Lord used in the Old Testament, the word Lord is referring to the covenant name of God, not to the just the generic name of God that might have been bandied about by anybody at that time. The use of the term Lord, sometimes it's actually translated as Yahweh, but by its use, it means that we're recognizing that who is being referred to as the God who is bringing prosperity in this situation is the God of the nation of Israel, the personal name of God. 
So Potiphar didn't just notice that some kind of divine favor was falling his way. The text is telling us he specifically noticed that Yahweh, the God of Israel, the God of Joseph, was the one who was blessing him. And you got to ask, well, that's important, but how in the world might Potiphar have known that? Well, we don't have to reinvent the wheel here. It's not complicated. The answer is, obviously, Joseph must have told him. The Bible tells us in the Gospel of Matthew, let your works shine out so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And that's certainly what is going on here. I believe that's a big part of what's going on here. But this isn't just saying do good works to impress people. It tells us we have to walk the walk and talk the talk as well. But let me ask you, uh, if we're doing good works, how would someone know what you were doing was because of your love for your Father in heaven? Well, it's, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> there must have been an aspect to this in which he talked about it, in which he credited the Lord and told people that he was a child of Yahweh, the God Most High. And I take it, I believe absolutely that that's what's going on here. And I believe that that's absolutely what me must do. If we do good works in isolation, that's one thing. But people need to know that we do them to bring pleasure to God. We do them to honour the Lord. We credit the Lord God in our motivations as to what we're doing. And I believe that's what's happened here with Joseph. No doubt Potiphar saw he was honouring the Lord and he had a commitment to the Lord. And the text tells us that Potiphar... His master saw it and recognized that that's why he and his household were being blessed. That's why he was successful. And when his master, Potiphar, saw that the Lord was with him, and he also came to know that it was his love for the Lord that motivated him to do all he did, Potiphar reached the point where he understood that it was because of the Lord God Most High, the Lord God of Israel, Yahweh, that was the reason that he was prospering also. Now you would have noticed I said in verse 3 that he was in the house, and now in verse 4 it says he was overseer, he has responsibility over the entire house. So Joseph has been drawn first out of the general slave population, put in a position of some responsibility in the house and now he's reached the point where he's overseer of the entire household so again the Lord is honoring Joseph and he's making him successful and that is indicated by the fact that he's been promoted well at least twice now there's a lesson I think for all of us here and that is if we are faithful in the little things the Lord will see to it that we can be raised up in the big things as a matter of fact in Luke chapter 16, we are told in verse 10 that Jesus said, Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? So Jesus is saying in that passage that if we are faithful to the little things in life then we may very well get promoted to the big things. And Joseph here in Genesis chapter 39 I believe 
is an illustration of that fact. Okay, back into picking up at verse 5. From that time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned. The Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in his house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care, with Joseph in charge, and he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. So it's from this point that he's completely in charge of Potiphar's house, complete overseer of the house, and the Lord blesses the Egyptian's house. He blesses him in his house and he blesses him in his fields. This means that obviously he's blessing the household with bumper crops or expanding flocks and herds. So you can say he's blessing him in his home life and in his business life. Now this is a principle that is established early in the book of Genesis and I believe is taught throughout scripture. It was initiated namely back in chapter 12 when it says the Lord said he was going to bless Abraham and Abraham was going thereby to be a blessing to the whole world. So that's established a principle on which God operates. But note, he blesses us, but he blesses us in order that we can bless others. And that's clearly what's happening here. So when we are blessed, make sure that we use that blessing to bless others as well. And because of that situation here, Potiphar is being blessed to such a point that he has the confidence to leave everything in Joseph's care. Joseph does not have to worry about anything except the food he eats, it says. Please note Potiphar so trusted Joseph that Potiphar just went about his everyday and his other businesses and he didn't worry anymore about that aspect of his home life or his business life at home. So that's where we're up to. So I wonder if it's all going to remain plain sailing for Joseph. Nothing but blessing after blessing. Well, the story continues. Now Joseph was well built and handsome and after a while, his master's wife took a notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me. It's an interesting phrase used here about Joseph. He described as well-built and handsome. There's something interesting about this statement. Well, obviously, firstly, it's just telling us that he inherited his good looks. And that would seem, the Bible would seem to suggest, that probably came from his mother, Rachel, because she was mentioned in the same way. As a matter of fact, just as an aside, there are only two other men in the Bible of whom it was said they were handsome. One is David and the other was Absalom. But what really intrigues me about this is in the book of Genesis, when it talks about people being physically beautiful, other than Joseph, it is only women that are mentioned in this context and in this way. In fact, the word used here that is translated for handsome in our modern translation is normally translated elsewhere in Genesis as beautiful. And that word, handsome, it is in fact beautiful, is used several times about Joseph. So I feel we need to just pause and take a minute and do a quick survey of the use of this word. In Genesis chapter 12, it tells us this. And it came to pass, when he was close to entering Egypt, that he said to Sarah his wife, 
Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Now, Abraham wanted to lie about her because she was indeed so beautiful. He was worried and he said, pretend you're my sister for fear that someone will be so impressed that when they're in this strange land that they might kill him rather and take her away. But the point I want to make is the scripture is telling us that she was a quote unquote beautiful woman. And the same thing is said of Rebecca in Genesis chapter 6 where it says, And the men of the place asked about his wife, and he said, She is my sister, for he was afraid to say she is my wife, because he thought, Lest the men of this place kill me for Rebecca, because she is beautiful to behold. So Isaac does exactly the same thing as his father did, and he says his wife's his sister for fear because he's afraid that if they know that she's his wife then the local men might just kill him and take her as their own and the reason they might do this is because she is described as beautiful now there's one more example in genesis of someone being described as beautiful but we're going to look at that and the consequences of these people being beautiful both joseph and this other person but we'll do that next time in the next episode okay friends that's it for today we'll pick up and carry on with this narrative of genesis chapter 39 tomorrow and the day after but thank you so much for joining me a quick reminder i said at the start that there's transcript available but there's also lots of links to ways in which you can connect to my ministry or even support it if you want you'll find links there to the facebook page the youtube channel as well as links to my Patreon website. By becoming a patron or by becoming a supporter, you actually are enabling the main ministry, which is the Bible Project Daily Podcast, to not only be on the internet for free, but stay on the internet for free. But aside from that, most importantly, uh, I really appreciate those people who are committed to pray for this ministry with its new format and its attempt to get through the whole Bible in, 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 in five years means that I've plotted out a plan which will need me to, to do roughly 25 minutes of teaching a day, which is quite a commitment, which is fine. I really, But I would just pray that you would pray for my physical and my mental health and uh, that I would have the strength and the motivation to keep trucking on with this uh, amazing project, this amazing uh, project that I believe the Lord has given me to work through the entire Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And you know what, if you find that you're really benefiting from this and feel that other people you know would benefit from it, why not think about, about sharing it or reviewing it or liking it on your social media accounts? That would certainly help more people see it and give more people the opportunity to make a decision to make the Bible part of the rhythm of their daily lives, which I believe is really important and I'm sure you do too or you wouldn't be here with me today. Another thing is if you want to make sure you stay on this journey with us over the next coming years, why not subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you happen to be receiving it, whatever podcast platform, because then it'll make sure that it'll pop up and appear in your inbox every day and you shouldn't miss an episode. But you know, most of all, I just want to thank you for joining with me and being with me and listening to this podcast. 
It really encourages to me, for me to see the thousands of people who are doing that. And that's what keeps me motivated to keep doing this. Uh, I'm benefiting from it wonderfully uh, in the sense that, uh, that I benefit from it most because I'm committing this time to really getting to know the Word of God, the Bible at a level perhaps I haven't before. So thanks again for joining me. I really appreciate it. I hope you stay on this journey with us, which means for me, I'll be back here tomorrow. For you, it may be tomorrow for you, or it may be another day when you happen to get a moment to, uh, to look at the next episode. But thank you so much for joining me. And I hope to see you right back here again very soon on the Bible Project Daily Podcast. Bye-bye for now.